This is Jason Holleran. I proudly served for 33 years, culminating as the Deputy Commandant at West Point. Put this on your calendar. World War II weekend inside Old Bethpage Village Restoration on Long Island. Scores of operational vintage armor in formation May 18th and 19th. Nassau County Executive Bruce Blakeman invites you to join him in saluting America's greatest generation and all those who have worn the uniform in defense of our freedoms. That's May 18th and 19th, presented by the Museum of American Armor. The Other Side of Midnight. Local Spotlight. This is The Other Side of Midnight on 77 WABC. I'm Frank Morano. What a show we have for you for the next four hours. It's Friday. Can we start with that? TGIF. It's tough to be in a bad mood when it's Friday. Doesn't mean how much you have to do around the house. Doesn't matter how much you have to do at work. As long as it's Friday, everything's okay. And today, everything is okay because it is indeed Friday couple of quick things. One, we're going to do Ask Frank Anything in just a minute. So you could start queuing up with your questions at 800-848-WABC. That's 800-848-9222. I'd love to get some creative questions, some different questions. We are going to give away a prize to whomever comes up with the most creative questions. And speaking of questions, I don't know if some of you might have heard John Katzmatidis mention this last night on the uh, Cats at Night show. But this morning, coming up at 840... The mayor of the city of New York, Eric Adams, is going to be joining his new buddy, who's also his old buddy, Sid Rosenberg, for an exclusive interview. So what I've decided to do, no one's asked me to do this. Sid hasn't. John hasn't. Certainly the mayor hasn't. I have decided to write out 10 questions that I hope Sid will ask the mayor. These are questions that I'm genuinely curious about. These are questions that are not at all disrespectful or impolite. Some are, I think, appropriately challenging. And I'm going to write out a list of questions for Sid. What I thought it might also be fun is if you were to email me some questions that you'd like Sid to ask Mayor Adams, I'm going to take the five or six best questions that you come up with and tell Sid this is what the listeners came up with. So if you want to email me between now and 840, you can do so at uh, frank.morano at wabcradio.com. So I'm going to come up with my 10 questions and then pick the five or six best questions that you guys come up with. And they should be real questions that Sid's going to ask, not why are you such a dope or why are you so dumb? Nothing like that, but really serious, insightful questions, issues you're curious about that you'd love to see the mayor of the city of New York address. Again, my email, if you want to submit a question, is frank.morano at wabc radio.com but now on to what some people think is the most anticipated hour in all of broadcasting certainly on our show it is now time for ask frank anything so start queuing up with your questions 800-848-WABC beam me up to be continued the other side of midnight Local Spotlight. Good morrow, everyone. This is The Other Side of Midnight on 77 WABC. I'm Frank Morano. A little bit of sad news uh, today. We learned that the former First Lady of New Jersey, Lucinda Florio, has passed away. She was a former public school teacher who worked alongside her late husband, Jim Florio, with an incredible amount of grace and incredible, an incredible amount of dignity. I think if you were to take out of central casting what a state First 
lady was supposed to do, what she was supposed to act like, the things that she was supposed to say, the causes that she was supposed to champion, it would look a lot like Lucinda Florio. And she was a warrior, both while she was first lady, before and after, for improving literacy in New Jersey. And she's passed away at the age of 75. And what makes this kind of sad, although not entirely surprising, is that her death comes just 52 days after the passing of her husband, former governor Jim Florio. You know, you see these stories all the time of couples that uh, are longtime married couples and then one of them passes away and the other one is so overcome with grief, they're so broken up, their routine is so changed that they end up passing a short time later. And that, I think, is what happened here. The other way to look at it is uh, Lucinda just missed Jim so much that she couldn't wait to be with him in heaven. Whatever the case may be, it's sad. I know a lot of listeners may not agree with uh, Jim Florio's politics, and uh, I didn't think much of him as a governor. He was an interesting guy. I never really knew him that well as a person, but the reputation that Lucinda Florio had was incredible. And she married Jim Florio, who at the time was a seven-term congressman preparing to make his third bid for governor on Valentine's Day in 1988. And she was actually a tremendous political asset to him because, as I mentioned, he ran for governor twice and lost, and she helped soften her husband's image for what turned out to be a landslide victory in the primary and in the general election. And she was a constant presence on the campaign trail where this once shy teacher became extraordinarily popular with Democratic Party leaders and then ultimately with voters. She also played a key role in renovations at Drum Thwacket, the governor's mansion in Princeton. The Florios were the first to live there. She dropped out of school to get married before her senior year of high school, and then she started community college when her son was five. She spent six years pursuing a degree at what's now Rowan University, and then she was divorced for four years when she met Jim Florio in 1984. They became neighbors at the same apartment complex, and the rest is history. May both the Florios rest in peace. To be continued. The Other Side of Midnight. 77 Local Spotlight. One event that I'm sure you've heard about by now, which has gotten a lot of attention, you might have even just heard it on the top of the hour news with Bob Brown, is that our station yesterday, Thursday morning, just a week before Thanksgiving, did a great turkey giveaway at St. John's Church on 30th and 8th. And I'm sorry I couldn't be there. I would have liked to have been there. But it was at 10.30 in the morning. And look, I can't be everywhere. And I have to sleep occasionally. So I was asleep. But I was sorry to miss it. And it was uh, Sid Rosenberg was there. Rita Cosby was there. Dominic Carter was there. Curtis Lewa was there. And this was all led by and put together our owners, uh, John and Margot Katsimatidis. And I really have to tell you that I'm really privileged to be part of a station that does things like this. Not only because they're nice people and I'm fortunate to benefit from their generosity as someone that gets to continue working here, but I'm really lucky to be part of a radio station, WABC, which is such an integral part of New York's community. And it's not just stuff like this. It's not just how we cover news and civic affairs. This is now a radio station, as WABC was in its heyday, that's interested in being a good corporate citizen, 
that's interested in being a family business and a big business at the same time, that's interested in making this city a better place. And I've worked for a lot of radio companies over the years. I've worked for Salem. I've worked for Citadel. I've worked for Disney. I've worked for you name it. But I have to tell you, I've never been part of a radio company that was so interested in making the community that it served a better place. And I'm pretty lucky to be a part of it. If you have pictures, I know some of you were there. I I know a few of you sent emails to me with photos. If you have pictures, I'd love it if you would share them in our Facebook group. Uh, Sid sent me a few photos as well. I know there were a couple of listeners there who came. But if you were there and you have photos, please share them. Uh, Just go on Facebook and search Morano Radio Fans and Haters. That's M-O-R-A-N-O Radio Fans and Haters. And I'm sure a lot of people like me who weren't able to be there but would have liked to have been there would certainly be eager to see the uh, photos from the event. Also have to give a shout-out to our president, Chad Lopez, as well, the ringleader of this whole thing. And obviously the thing you got to keep in mind is the very needy people that are going to be eating because of this turkey drive. So I know there were a lot of other partners in giving away these turkeys. It wasn't just us. And uh, I don't want to mention all the other partners because I don't want to leave anybody out. But it was a great thing. And I'm uh, lucky to be part of a company that is so interested in being a part of the community. And you think about that, especially during the holidays. Beam me up. To be continued. The Other Side of Midnight. 77 Local Spotlight. One more hour to go. Don't even think of touching that radio dial. I am not terribly impressed with, and quite honestly, as a, I don't know him as a person, but as a political figure I have never been fond of, is the New York City controller Brad Lander. I think he's exactly what's wrong with government and what's wrong with politics in a lot of ways. And here is someone who, when he was in the city council pushed for laws so employers can't fire people without reason. And I I think there's a lot to be said for that. You shouldn't necessarily be fired because the boss wakes up on the wrong side of the bed one day and wants to start firing people. Okay, we can have a separate debate about that. But now that he's the controller and gets to run an office where there's a lot of people working there, that's exactly what he's doing. I have to tell you what the city controller has done here. Smacks of hypocrisy, bad judgment, And it really goes to show you that he doesn't believe any of the things that he actually says and any of the things that he tries to impose on the public. November 3rd, Susan Watts and Alex Montoya Wunro were both fired. And Harry Siegel did a terrific column in the Daily News about their firing. He wrote that both employees were fired with no warning and with no severance besides pay for unused vacation days. And... We still have no response whatsoever from the city controller, Brad Lander, as to why these people were fired. So Brad Lander likes to say that employers shouldn't be able to fire people without just cause. Well, apparently in Brad Lander's world, just cause means, oh, just cause. And I don't think that's right. And I hope that Brad Lander is asked about this when he does a press conference, when he does a media interview. And if he ever comes on with me, and knowing how critical I've been of him over the years, I'm not sure how eager he is going to be to come on with me. He's certainly welcome to. This is going to be the first question that I ask him. How can you prohibit or try to prohibit 
employers from firing people with without any reason, and yet that's exactly what you're doing in your office. It strikes me as bad news all around. Maybe there's a perfectly reasonable explanation for it. I suspect not. Beam me up! To be continued.